Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life in the community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 126, we talk about a mindset and the impact of our intake. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey. Hello. Hello. Today. Hey. It is today. Yes. All day. All day. <laughs> All, All day. day today. So thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks today. for listening. That's right. See, oftentimes we can say today. Yes. Today, you know? That's right. Whatever time today is. Yeah. Yep. It'll be today. It, it will. I don't know about today, but this week has been a baseball week. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> it's been yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. The opportunity to see the old Richmond Flying Squirrels in action. Mm. Yep. But, oh, but uh, two of my uh, friends that are have been good to me over the years here. And yep. uh, so I got to spend a night at the stadium with them and then got to go to see the Orioles play. And um, nice. yeah, I got to do that with my son. And so that was a good experience. And, uh, Good day doing that. Great weather out there. Wonderful time. But I keep wearing the same shirt. <laughs> Have mm. I talked about this before? Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got sure. this shirt, this Orioles shirt. I wear mm. it to the game. I got a couple of jerseys, but I wear this shirt. And um, the Orioles are having one of the better years they've had in 10 years. Like, they don't lose. Yeah. yeah. I'm 0 for 3 at the stadium in this shirt. I almost took yeah. it off and turned yeah. it back into the store and said, don't need a refund. <laughs> don't need anything. Yeah. Keep the shirt, people. Yeah. Just put this somewhere, <laughs> lock else. it away. I mean, That's right. it can't be it never me. Comes out again. It has to be the shirt. Yes. Yeah, could be. Yes. Could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, I think it's, that's sound. That's sound. But, but yeah. at, this, yeah. at this rate, it, with that theology. Yeah. Drives Kelly nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that theology, at this rate, I'm I may have a lot of new shirts coming up. Yeah, because I've got to keep trying something different till I get a win when I'm there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm not gonna. It's not me. I'm not gonna not go. It's the it's the gear. Yes, it is obviously the shirt on your back. <laughs> I mean, that is it the yes. issue. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, uh, and then last night, um, I was uh, back at the Diamond here in Richmond. Was Faith Night? Yes, Faith Night. <clears throat> Faith Night. Can, yep. can we? Welcome to the Faith Night at the Diamond. Can, can we briefly talk about Faith Night? Faith Night. Yes. <laughs> if you want to, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I need to yeah. preference this by yeah. saying that you know, I'm a big sports and recreation uh, faith person. Like, I mean, that's my background. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah. But there's just something about Faith Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we get all geared up yeah. and Faith Night, then... You feel guilty because your faith community buys the tickets. And what? You're not going to faith night? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Check your heart. Check your heart. You're, not, Check go- your you're heart. not getting on the van with everybody else going to faith night? Yeah. This is yeah. the big thing. I mean, this is right. part right. of the yep. the spiritual formation process. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, It's faith night. <laughs> it's faith night. So I think about uh, this, though, and what I laugh about it in my own mind, and I'm getting ready to reveal this, but yeah, I'll sit and I'll just chuckle faith night. Yeah, it's the night that those of faith arrive at the stadium, and good intentions of spiritual formation to boo, degrade, yeah. yell at, <laughs> maybe slip a few words, uh, exercising yeah. their faith, yes, yes, towards the others around them, yes, and even to people they don't know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, brutally. Yep, it's a chance to put on display our continuing need for. <laughs> Recreation, <laughs> right? Like uh, the redemption process, it's still happening. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you. It, Let me show you. I, how. I've always said yeah. sports and recreation, it, it doesn't build character, it reveals character. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. on faith night, yeah. we rally around 
Yeah. The spiritual idea of being together in this bowl to beat up the other team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> People we don't even uh, know. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's there's a whole marketing side to to faith night. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. So much uh, so. So, so much know. so. Yeah. This is the second faith night of the season. <laughs> yes. Faith night number two. Really? Yes. They're really? popular. No, they're, they're popular. popular. Yep. Oh, they're eight, they're eight, nine thousand people. And look, I'm not knocking the squirrels for doing it. Look, I yeah, go sure. to the game. I like, I mean, yeah. but I just, I chuckle inside right. about the concept and where right. I am, where am I in this concept? So yeah. I wasn't at that faith night. I just deemed Baltimore faith night for me. Yeah, sure. That's right. I was in my seat. Yep. <laughs> Carry, carrying the carrying the armor of salvation. Carrying the faith. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had uh, hoped all the way. I had hoped to the end of the game. Like, yeah. We almost came back. So, but yes, the other thing, yeah. then think about the other thing about faith. You know, I mean, not just Christian faith, but there are other faiths represented. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah mix it up. At, mix it up a little bit here. Yeah. How, how about you know, Baptists and and uh, Scientology getting together and seeing. What we do? <laughs> well, they had a temple it. on here that they were doing tickets. So I mean, yeah. you had different people from yes. different yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But imagine yeah. if we faith night was you had an interleague play of faith. Yes. <laughs> like, what yes. would that happen? Well, what yes. would happen there? All the, <laughs> <laughs> all the games, yeah. all the games yeah. are interfaith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. No, that <laughs> takes me back to the old church softball days. Oh yeah. Come uh-huh. on now. Yep. I yep. mean. The yep. Baptists thought they were good, but the Catholics could flat out beat the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. They had something going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do remember my dad playing in church softball, and I was I was younger, so we just sat there and watched and listened. And eventually, given the right game, the right amount of humidity in the air, the right amount of mistakes out on the field, you were going to hear, see somebody have a meltdown out there. And as a child, that was just fascinating. Like, oh, I loved it. It yeah. was a great sport. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I am a proponent of gathering together and unity yes, and going sure. to a sporting event. Absolutely. But Absolutely. there's just some things that roll, roll around in my mind that I'm just, yeah. I, yeah. I just laugh while I'm driving. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. Appreciate yeah, it. I'm can, out. I'm out now. I'm good. That's Thanks. good. That's good. If you yeah. can take it as a yeah, it's it's a baseball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I might see some people I know. Two a year. Two a year. <laughs> two, 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 two a year. Maybe three a year next year. Yes. Hey. Yes. No. You know, that's right. Yeah. right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Next so, season. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yesterday I, I had an interesting conversation with a um a young man. And we were talking about music and things like that. And I was just asking, tell me about life, how's it going? What's what's kind of going on and things like that and um, I said, well, what kind of music do you listen to? And it brought on the conversation of, it's amazing about what's, you know, we put our, you know, our headphones on and what we listen to when we work out, when we play, when we, when we listen, when we study. Then it made me think about, oh, our intake, what's going on in our mind during certain events. So I don't know, for me, like when I'm, when I'm in the office and I'm working on something, I have uh, Mozart reading music is my channel I listen to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it it has enough rhythm to it, not to throw me off, but it's got enough sound to it to keep me level. I mean, just it, I'm weird like that, you know. Um, and then when I work out, I'm definitely I, I can't do the pump it up music while I'm working out. Yeah, I, I have a different mm-hmm. genre that I listen to. So it was interesting to hear his take on, you know, this, this guy. He, he's uh, he does a lot of archery. He's very good at it. And uh, it was like, I listened to Bare Necessities. I'm like, the old movie song? 
Yeah. <laughs> those bare necessities, those simple lives of whatever. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. I said, do you have a certain beat that you're pulling it on or whatever? He said, no, it's just playing in my mind. It's just playing in my mind. It's just playing in my mind. So it made me think about just the in, the intake and how that influences. What, what do you listen to when you're... <laughs> so I, I listen to Faith Night when I'm <laughs> <laughs> the playlist. No, the Faith no, Night playlist. No, when I li- like if I'm if I am processing, so I'm thinking, I'm crafting, doing the creative stuff. I am probably doing instrumental worship, and there are a couple of uh, things on Spotify that uh, kind of list on that. Yeah. And then there are a couple of guys out there that I've recently run into that it's it's um, they do some long stuff like. One guy has like a fifty-two minute song, so yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like pretty long. Good, <clears throat> but it's good for for a long thought, right? Yeah. Yep. So I do listen to that um, if I'm doing that, uh, if I'm if I'm crafting, if I'm writing, um, if I'm at the gym. It depends on the day. It just depends on the mood. Um, I may listen to um, rock anthems in the eighties mm. um, or seventies, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, or I may listen to podcasts. Like I listen to passion. Uh, and, and so I listen to their podcast and Tim Keller, I listen to him and a couple others. And so I may be catching up that week on, on the podcast from that standpoint and, and listening there. Um, and then I do have <clears throat> some, you know, my like songs, which probably the majority of those, probably 90% of those that are on there are going to be uh, Christian music of different genres, you know, different different styles in that genre of Christian music. And so I'll listen to that sometimes too, you know, so it's just kind of all over the, all over the place. But I do like instrumental stuff. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. just like an no. age thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've, I've no, enjoyed that. As as an accompaniment, not as a distraction, but mm-hmm. something to accompany the, mm-hmm. the movement. Yeah. I have come yeah. a few times um, in my office, and your door's open, and I truly believe the Tabernacle Choir is up in here. <laughs> I mean, you, you'll drop some I of like, that every now and then. I'm like, what is he doing there. over there? Yeah. Like, yeah. I will. I will step back in time and do some old stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, but then too, it's funny. You, you listen to that. I can tell you. Um, there are certain songs that are in the past that I can tell you exactly where I was in the meaningful moment um, mm. on that. I mean, you're all are too old to remember Truth, you know, that that vocal group from yeah, years yeah, ago sure. back in the 70s and 80s. We're old enough 70s. to remember them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but there are a couple of those songs. I can remember exactly where I was in Palm Beach Gardens and listening to a particular song, listening to scene. But like Shout to the Lord, like I know that um, Hillsong did a long time ago, they quit doing that song. But um, I still remember the most meaningful moment of listening to that song was at a prayer meeting at Brooklyn Tabernacle in Brooklyn, New York. Years ago, and I mean, 3,000 people, not a seat available, standing room only, and man, these people were just rocking it out. I mean, they were shouting to the Lord, but then they were moving into this season of prayer, which was just phenomenal. It was mm. just much more than what what we do in a in, in a gathering in, in so many churches <clears throat> about praying, but I can remember. I mean, those songs bring back certain experiences or memories that— um, I want to relive. I want to mm. think about again in those moments. So um, sometimes I, I reach back into the past on some of that stuff, yeah. and um, just for the uh, the memory. Yeah, the sure. More. Yep. So, yeah. What are you cranking yeah. out over there? Oh, man. Do, you, do you listen when you read and study and all? Uh, not as much when I read, um, but yeah, everything else. When I'm, if I'm working on something, writing something, it's instrumental. It's uh, singer songwriter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the, you know, they have some of that like deep focus music, yep. um, which sometimes is good. And then sometimes I'm like, what am I listening to? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's good for about 23 minutes. And then yeah. all of a sudden it kicks in and and, it, and you're like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it starts yeah. out great. And all yeah. of a sudden the hums are just too bad. It's yeah. Like, what went wrong here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it gets it gets weird. So <laughs> I turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all all over the place. All over. Yeah. The place. I don't know. I just thought it was I just asked a question. So um, you know, what do you listen to when you're driving or whatever? And and the conversation went into this mental focus of the impact of what we listen to. I was like, Yeah. This is really fascinating to me for about ten minutes of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I just uh-huh. I couldn't stop thinking about like what's the intake of yeah, a music to our mindset, and of course, if you're yeah. a musician out there, you could probably give me a whole another explanation of that and how that plays into the intellect and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it does store memories. I mean, like you said, there are times where I hear something and I can not only like remember the place, but even like the smells. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a whole it's a powerful thing uh, when some of those things come on and you're taken back. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So. <laughs> good All moments, man. I, mean, I know. Cool. That's great. I mean, All part of the mindset. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I want to talk about mindset today because, uh, Brad, you've been talking about mindset here the last couple of weeks uh, in a series you're doing, and you got a couple more weeks to go. And I, I've truly been reflecting through this process of it. And, you know, as you've been, we've, We've talked, um, you know, just in casual conversation, but also what you've been talking about on, on Sundays with the larger community. So I, I want to go back and dive into that a little bit more. Of course, you're talking about the mindset and the mind of Christ out of Philippians chapter two. So I'm curious, just in a sense, what led you to this series? Was this something like, was this a self-desire? Like you were looking at, you know what, I, I want to develop more of this or I'm wrestling with this, or did you, or is it out of, I see a need because of the amount of people I talk to and how they approach things from a mindset. What was, where did it come from? I think for the impetus was really <clears throat> in what God was doing in me and my my thinking and thought patterns, which um, I think coming out of <clears throat> a pandemic, coming out of um, refocusing, reconstructing, rebuilding, um, reengineering, um, reimagining church um, and what that looks like, the gathered experience, whether it's in person or virtual, um, what does it look like <clears throat> to make disciples and what does discipling look like? What is formation? And I, I found myself, I think, coming through that, I think from a couple of couple of aspects, um, I found myself just really on empty. And so, um, and yet having to produce and having to be and having to lead and having to encourage, and yet you feel empty in a sense, um, both your tank and your mind. And, and so that led to a process, I think for me of not, um, not always thinking well. And, and there again, I'm not somebody that, um, we're not talking necessarily about mental health and depression and those kind of things, but it is that I I found myself not thinking well, and and that leads into how you respond and how you interact with people and and those kind of things. And I think really for me, it was back early in this year, um, the end of last year, early into this year, it was that something had to change um, in me and and the way I was thinking and. I found that I became less intentional, um, probably less focused um, in my thinking, and and really it it really came down to I mean, <clears throat> it's pretty amazing. You know, you stop and think that 
you know, Paul tells us that we have the mind of Christ. You know, now to unpack that is, you know, a five-hour conversation. But but to think in the very simplest form and terms that the one that knows the mind of the Father is the Spirit. And so the Spirit knows the mind of the Father. And yet the Spirit dwells in us as Christ followers. Um, there's a yielding, there's a recognition to that, there's a surrender to that, there's an obedience to that, there's an intentionality in that. And yet having to kind of recalibrate the way we think, um, the way we process, um, the way we're choosing to live uh, from that standpoint, but to recognize that that the Spirit dwells in me, that that I possess the mind of Christ, the very fact that the one who knows the mind of the Father lives, dwells in me, um, is is powerful. I mean, it really begins to say that, you know, I'm my thoughts are just not necessarily my thoughts, you know, and there's a way that you can be intentional. There's a way in which you repeatedly submit. There's a way in which you are in a mode of obedience, in a sense, um, in the way in which we're thinking. Um, and so I think that's where it all started from. And there again, I'm one that I I don't believe in preaching beyond your experience. So it's like you can't talk about something unless you have walked through it or experienced yourself in the sense of how how God has kind of recalibrated my thinking process and my views and looking and seeing people in life and but the it's been a it's been a journey it's a continued journey he's still working in that on me um never is it complete but for me that's where it began was I was not in I wasn't in a good place yeah and that sounds funny to say oh oh a pastor you know well yes you know you know, I think we find ourselves in routines and regimens and simply trying to live out the part that we have in life. And and yet if you're gonna do it with if you're gonna do it with sincerity, with genuineness, um, with authenticity, um, it's gotta come <laughs> it's gotta be real, man. It's gotta be be an over you know, just a an indwelling. But anyway, so I don't know if that answers what you're. No, I, I think it's real. I mean, that's what that's yeah. what I, what I like about it. It's real. I mean, what what's been the biggest challenge to redirect your thinking in that process? To I mean, you hear you hear the kind of, oh, just change your mind. You know, have, <laughs> have a good have, change your mind, change your mind. And we hear that all the time. But there's a greater discipline to that, and there is this. I mean, it's hard. What what's been the hardest? Part of, about I, I, th- I think I think the key, and of course they say oh, don't talk about keys because that's cultic. But um, but I think the key is to recognize that this is not a self improvement project that I'm on. This is a formation process and journey that I'm on, and it's what God is doing and how He's directing, how He's leading. It's not that I'm coming up with my own ideas on how I am going to form and foster growth in me. Mm. It is recognizing the role of the Holy Spirit and that being cognizant of that. But I think too, it that has been that's been the major difference for me is that this is not I'm not pulling off a I'm not pulling a book off the shelf in in 658 in business and and looking at some ideas of how to be the best salesman or how to be the best you or how to be the best person that kind of I mean 
this is not about me setting the pace. It's about submitting and being obedient and intentional about the pace that the Holy Spirit puts in me in his leading. And so I think that's the <clears throat> that's the mind of Christ part. That's the intentionality um, part, if, if you will, in a sense. So I think for me, that's been the biggest the biggest change. I think it's if it was just me doing it, it would be temporary. If it's the Holy Spirit doing it, it's a lifetime of formation and change. Mm. With a lot of grace, connect, recognizing <laughs> yeah. the grace that's 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 in it. So yeah. yeah. So I remember you saying uh, in one of the messages, kind of maybe anticipating people's reaction to that about you have the mind of Christ, <laughs> right? Like, and uh, um, why 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 do you think that's that's a struggle for us? Um, as followers of Jesus, to to know and believe and walk in and grow in this this idea, this understanding of this reality of having the mind of Christ. Why? Do, where where do you think some of the hangups are for people? I think one of them is that we try to do faith in our own strength. Mm. It's our faith. Mm. We've created it. We don't recognize. Uh, for by grace are you saved through faith. And so it's it's the it's the application of that. So I think there is we're trying to maneuver or we're trying to manufacture or trying to create something. Um and so it's hard for us um to understand that. Then I do think too that it, there is this piece of trying to prove ourselves um in order to win favor. Um, we don't understand favor <clears throat> from a biblical perspective, you know, and so it, we think we're trying to earn it or win it. And so we come back to it's our, you know, we have to initiate, we have to create, we have to do it. And so I think that's a whole nother part as well. And then I think we get we get stuck on the terminology. Um, it was funny, you know, like I think the first week we started this, you know, having people repeat, you have the mind of Christ, you know, and it's just like watching people giggle. I mean, you know, or laugh about it. Now, part yeah. of it is they're interacting with each other and stuff like that. So it was kind of, kind of interesting to watch. But, but it is a, it is a, it is a big concept to get your mind around. Um, it's not simple, um, but, but yeah. And I think that's some of. I mean, you may, you may have some good read. I mean, you may have thought through that some more and maybe have some ideas of why it's hard for people to, to grasp that. No, I, I think that for me, it is, it's not about me becoming better in myself that I'm creating this mindset. Oh, yeah, I have the mind of Christ. Thank you. Now I'm going to create the disciplines to have it. Yeah. I think it is in that grace, recognizing that the Holy Spirit is in me and yeah. then being in tune to the Holy Spirit. That was one of the things that I kind of really took out of the conversation. Actually, you know, last two weeks and on top of my calendar and, and green, uh, I write any, any spiritual growth in my calendar, I always write in green. Okay, it's like mm-hmm. green growth. Um, and I just wrote, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. But that relation for me is back to the Holy Spirit, which leads mm-hmm. me back into empowering, living in the empowered life of the Holy Spirit more than the self-help of my own disciplines, yeah. right? Because we're so quick to grab the books. Right. One, two, three, four. I've got it now Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And this is not this is not it. And as you were saying that, I, I did want to, I was going to ask like, how many years did you do it that way? And now why is it at this point in our life where we're realizing it's not that way? It's not, and, and there's a longing inside. I want to win this for the rest of my life. Mm. I just don't want to learn this for the next couple of months. I want to win this for the rest of my life, which leads me back to 
just just the thought of some of the previous theologians that when life is over, I really don't want to recognize that even pass from earth into heaven because you live in that presence, right? Mm-hmm. With the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the grace that's there, the thinking process. I mean, but it is a big thing to grasp. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you were saying is about identity and recognizing, I mean, one of the truest things about us is our uh, inclusion in the Father, Son, and Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, um, that we are now in Christ and in the power of the Spirit. Um, and uh, and as you said, the Spirit knows the Father, you know, uh, and we're included in that. Like, that's yeah. our position now, Christ, our brother. Uh, and and that's that's a, that's a, sometimes a, a struggle we don't understand. Um, not that you can fully, but we don't uh, begin the, the journey of understanding, hey, I'm in Christ and Christ is in me, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in the Spirit. And I'm, I'm included in, in, that, in that relationship. Um, and so then what does, what does my average day look like when I'm driving, scouting out gas prices and all those sorts of things? <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> in yeah. the real everyday moment to moment um, that, you know, Jesus' prayer for his followers and his disciples in John 17, you know, that, that I, I and them and, you know, mm-hmm. you and me and, and you see this interconnectedness of relationship there, um, that it's not me just um, trying to be a good person. Uh, but it, but it's, and it's not, it's not that it's quick. And I yeah, think that's the yeah. Western mindset is we want things done a little bit faster and um, we want to show results sooner. Um, and I think about, you know, you all know we had um, recently um, purchased a, a house and, and the yard is just, it's my thing kind of deal that um, it's funny. <clears throat> Our last house, I was like, I kind of got, irritated with the the lack of speed that the progress in my yard was making but it took year two years to get to where i wanted it to be and so i have like i've entered into this process of i have no green thumb i i i do work myself i have people come alongside of me and help me through the process there's some people at church that are like speaking into the mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all, you know be sure you do this be sure you, do, you know that kind of thing but it, i realize as we set off i'm like it's going to be 2 years that's okay um, it's going to be a slow process, but it's going to be this small step along with this small step along this small step, this treatment after this treatment, after this application, after this application, after this aerating, after this seeding, after, you know, it's like you you recognize, and I think life is like that. Our spiritual life is like that. It's not like we get saved and then all of a sudden we've got everything that we know. I mean, we we are saved, saved. We're as saved as we're going to be. But the aspect of we don't, we haven't invited the relationship, and, and in a sense of having the opportunity to allow that relationship to flourish over time, getting to know, getting to learn. Get, it's, and I think that's the that's the piece that sometimes we are missing. We we don't we don't recognize that the abiding is a nurturing and a nourishing and it's an overtime thing. You know, you just don't get connected and all of a sudden you blossom with fruit. It takes a few seasons. It take and I think sometimes yeah. we're just not willing to and I think that's where I'm my mindset is different at 58 years old. Um I see that and I'm willing to give myself the grace of time recognizing that's God's grace and recognizing that he is at work in me. And there again, it's not, it's more about, 
it's more about joining in Him and what He. You know, I think sometimes we look at we're the end result, but we're a part of a bigger picture yeah, that yeah. that He's forming us to be a part of, and so not getting caught in that too small of a picture yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I'm I'm bouncing all over the No, place I mean right that's that's that, so. that's another yeah. big one I think yeah. for is the recognition that wow this is this is a long journey uh and um and it's going to look different and it's not going to just be point A B C D you know uh, all laid out and uh it's not the quick transformation. Yeah. Um well, I see, you know, one of the things like in, in, in Philippians 2, when he talks about having this mind uh, uh, about you, this mind that Christ had and and this mindset. And for me, what that those two, two passages reveal is that those two verses basically is that Jesus's mindset was one of intentionality. And so he was intentional about the way he thought and the patterns that he developed, but he was also there was a submission in the way he thought. Um, and there again, that I'm not the end all in the decision. There's a submitting to, there again, the mind of Christ, the one that knows the thoughts of the Father dwells in me, and then the obedience. And there again, it's not about, it's not obedience to prove, but it's about obedience in the walk. Um, and and I really those three things have just um, have impacted my thinking um, in such phenomenal ways. As a Jesus follower, following the example of the one that I love, that I I want to think this way, have this mindset among you, you know. And so, what does it look like to think intentionally? What does it look like to think submission? Uh, what does it look like to think in obedience? Mm-hmm. And which are yeah. becomes the mind of Christ in in essence in a way it's our thinking towards but I have two two questions off of that so what what is that um and then is there one more difficult than the other or that's an individual response determined on how which one could be more of a challenge or I think they all can be um and I don't know if um, one is more difficult than the other. It is, you know, so what does intentionality look like? Um, the recognition um, that he is present, that he is leading, um, the realization that that your, <laughs> your voice isn't the last voice or your thought isn't the first thought or the last thought. And so the idea of, so what does it look like to practice an intentionality um, of listening, a practice and intentionality of thinking towards, um, to practice an intentionality of what habits become a part of my life to position or poise myself to listen and to hear. Um, and what does that look like? Um, I will say this. I think if you are intentional and you are submitting, uh, submissive in a sense to the Spirit and that there is a there's a walk of obedience. That doesn't mean that your life is perfect. That doesn't mean everything is done right, but it is that you are being obedient to the leading, to the prompting that is in Scripture, that is uh, in the promptings that God gives you, um, as you're listening to the ways in which He communicates with you, that I think that there is um, there is a there is a greater sense of peace in that. Um, there's a greater sense of awareness um, in Him as well. Um but I think 
for me, it's about, you know, what does it look like to be intentional about listening? What does it look like to be intentional about taking in information? You know, my, my whole, my, 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 I think rules of life are seasonal. We talked about that last time we were together and, and I shared a little bit about that uh, with folks Sunday and some of the, some of the talks, not all of them, but, um, I think there again, that's intentionality. Uh, so how, how can you be intentional about hearing him and be intentional about that relationship with him? What does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. I, really, I liked it when you said that. I mean, you look at intentionality, submission, obedience. You know, when, when you're practicing those things and that, pro, that there's practice of those, there's recognition of the presence, and then there's peace. Like, mm-hmm. and, I think it was two weeks ago we were talking about we had a lot of things going on here. And I mean, things were just bopping around with, with you know, people's lives and, and, you know, from spiritual things to health things to whatever was taking place. And, and you know, we, we, we talked and I just told you, I remember telling you on the phone call, I said, I just, you know, I, I know that, you know, this piece that I have in the middle of trying to make these decisions, I don't know exactly how they're all going to turn out, but these are, I was trying to make at the moment, in the moment, Mm -hmm. was a result of, and I told you, I said, I I knew we were coming into this kind of season. I just spent a lot of time intentionally and just in prayer of that my eyes would literally see Jesus working. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, yeah, that's the peace that came out of it. Then you used the phrase practice equals presence equals peace. Like that's what falls together. That was a, that was a good a good phrase that that hit. So why why does mindset matter? I think mindset is mindset is the difference in living well um or living poorly. I think it is it is the difference in whether you pursue God or whether you walk away from him. I think it is a um, mindset. Well, I guess part of it is <clears throat> you you can't hear without the right mindset. I mean, you'll hear some things, just not the right things. And so I think part of it is um, you were created uh, in the image. You're an image bearer. Um, your identity is in him. Um, he wants to bear fruit. You were created for good works. And unless your mindset is the mind of Christ, then you don't hear those things. And you live a life that is less than what God would have. And and there again, I'm not talking about success and money and fame and all these kind of crazy things. But let me tell you, man, when, you, when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it, in the way it's supposed to be done, man, it's like, man, there's just the greatest peace. I mean, and we talked about that whole, like, use that formula in a mm-hmm. sense that I really do think <clears throat> that when, like, that passage, we, you know, to think on this, you know, the the idea of storing up in you, um, that's what that word is, that Greek word is, you. I mean, the idea is storing in not to keep for yourself, but to give. I think part of that is just when we have the right mindset, all of a sudden his vision becomes our vision, his passion becomes our passion. Um, It doesn't mean that we don't struggle in that, but it's just, it makes a difference between living well or not, you know? Um, And there again, not my own strength, but in, in his and being aware of him. 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. some of that too goes back to the conversation about the um, back with Chip Dodd. Mm-hmm. You know, just the mindset. Go to the go to the right of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The mind of Christ, which is a mind of truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than go back to yeah the the non truths that steal the mind. I, yeah. I mean, the lies are lies are stealing our mindset. Yeah, but yet we we live we live in those, and it is a discipline to think in that direction. And so. you can't li- I mean, you can't live there and know peace. You can't live there and know His purpose and mission. You can't live there and know satisfaction and flourishing if you are living the lie. You're believing the lies, or you know. And I think part of that is, and even like the conversation this week is, it is a spiritual battle. And I think sometimes we that's the difference is we we think that we've got to do this or we gotta get taken care of it or we've gotta be intentional and so we leave God out or the spirit out in a sense and so it becomes this self help mechanism, which will always fail. They will always fail. But the idea of understanding the spiritual component, you know, think about the like, you know, Paul talks about the the spiritual armor. Most of that armor is defensive. There's only two that are really offensive, you know, which would be the word, the sword, and 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 prayer in a sense. And so it's understanding you how you how you care for the defense, how you position in life in a sense, and how you position yourself spiritually to defend the places where their greatest weaknesses. But at the same time, what does it look to live out offensively? You know, not offensively as in <laughs> being <Culturally>? offensive, yeah. <laughs> you know, but what does it look like to take forward ground? You know, and so if you are, in which I'll, I mean, I mean, let me tell you, I mean, there have, I mean, there have been, <laughs> I've used that for dusty roads and sleepless nights. You know, we talked about it last week or last time we were talking, but one time recently and and I think about just the last journey of the last two and a half years, almost three years, and and the challenges that are there. And and yet, coming into Christmas last year and coming into the spring of this year, man, they were just lots of arrows of assault. And it wasn't always necessarily that it was someone else. It was the enemy. But it were these lies that were coming into my mind that I was thinking through, doubting, you know, and judging and discounting and believing things that just were not true. And it's like, man, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. Sometimes we have like this target on us. I think we all do, not just because of one role or this role, but, but we all do in a sense. And yet all of a sudden you start slipping into this space of pity and self and, and getting, um, isolated and distanced and and then you don't you don't realize that you've become disconnected in a sense and until you're disconnected yeah yeah like it and then you blame everybody else you know and so it's like i mean it's just this it's this cycle of you know that's why that's why this has been so important for me personally and my hope in in just this series of talks of what that looks like they're again not about you creating self healthy habits um, for you to self improve. This is not. This is about what God wants to do in me. He, <laughs> I'm in His image. He lives in. I mean, in a sense that I am His. We are in Christ. My identity is there. Um, Brian, as you use that phrase, I mean, identity is such a huge thing for us um, today. 
but to recognize that there's something bigger than me mm-hmm. and and I want to be a part of him and that and um you know I think about Jesus like you know um equality with God something to be grasped you know it's just like he knew what he was supposed to do you know all these other things that were pulling but this you know same thing I mean we use that illustration with of the temptation of Christ and and you know how does he how does he how does he rebuke the temptation but with the offensive word of God and so the idea of he knew that it was the soaking in it was the storing in and the coming out that I mean so it's like man I think that's the other piece in this whole thing too is that we are an illiterate ignorant people to scripture um, I think by and large. Mm. We've memorized a few verses. We quote them totally out of context, and we believe them. And oh, it's the word of truth. Well, it's the word of truth wrongly interpreted. But you got to <laughs> rightly interpret. You know, if you're gonna, if you are going to confront the enemy in a sense or the lie, you've got to confront it with truth, not another lie. You know. Mm. So, yeah. How do you help do that? You know. But yeah. I'm sorry, I'm gonna preach. No, no, you're <laughs> spitting fire today. Yeah, come on. So you've got you you've kind of talked a little bit about you know beginning with the mindset and um, then intentionality, submission, obedience. Um, kind of next couple of weeks, not to give it all away, but sneak thoughts into what are you driving home out of this? Yeah, I think um, you know this week in particular, um, we're we're talking about. Um, really the spiritual component that's in this. And I mean, there is a, what's interesting um, in the passage that we're, we're referring, you know, talking about taking captive every thought and making it obedient. You know, that phrase we could easily tie into obedience, but it's not, it's about submission. And so it is about how do you make that thought submitted to Christ? And so what are those thoughts that come into play? But if you're reading through that, the context of, of that chapter in particular, what, <clears throat> what Paul is, is, is getting to, in a sense, has to deal with the um, – some of it is are the lies that we believe, but the – the prisons that we craft for ourselves or that we allow um, to to hold us in. And, you know, it almost sounds, it sounds kind of funny, but um, I think about when I, when I read through um, that passage and you think about the, the weapons of warfare um that they're not of the flesh, but of divine power to destroy strongholds. The idea, this word for stronghold is prison, so it's about destroying the prisons. So how do you destroy the prisons that hold you in, that the lies that you have allowed to shackle you, for term of better terminology? or or And so this imagery is so familiar for Paul, because he knows what it is to be a prisoner, mm-hmm. and he knows what it is to be a foot and a half from a guard and, and chained and all that kind of stuff. So it is this whole idea of, you know, he talks about destroying arguments and lofty opinions, those things, those lies that are, and the things that people speak and say. And and there again, this whole idea of taking every thought captive. Um, I think... I, I, I think that there are a lot of people that struggle with 
with being captive in a prison that has been created by lies and they don't know how to dismantle it. And so how do you get out of that place? I mean, how do you get out of that space that I definitely knew late into the fall and early spring, even of this year, you know, and, and how do you begin, you know, there again, you know, it's the mind of Christ. It's the intentionality, submission and obedience. And, and so it is thinking on these things and, and storing up the right things in order to counteract or, or confront the evil things, but at the same time recognizing that this is a spiritual battle, this isn't a self-help trip. And so what does it look like <clears throat> to put on spiritual armor? What does it look like to defend the places that are most vulnerable? What does it look like to create offensive um, patterns that push back, that dismantle these destructive forces that are in our life. And, and I'll tell you, though, there are so, I mean, think about this. How how many times do people struggle with, I'm not smart enough, I'm not skilled enough, coordinated enough, big enough, rich enough, liked enough, good enough, loved enough, holy enough, you know, and and they've they've beaten themselves down They've allowed the enemy to beat them down, and they live in this space when they were called for good works, you know? <laughs> and so they need to move out of that space. So what are the ways that we are thinking that get in the way of what God wants to do um, for us and in us and through us and to live out that true identity that we have um, so we'll talk I mean so I mean there's there's a spiritual component um. Uh, to that piece. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up as well. And um, my hope is, um, my hope is that there's, there's a path to freedom for some folks and that there are good things uh, in store. And, and there again, this isn't like a, you know, your best day yet, or whatever it is. <laughs> that no, isn't no, because these <laughs> are hard days. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, but it yeah. is, but how can you live well through them? I mean that's the that's that's the crux of it. Um yeah. Yeah, really. That's good. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. outside I mean like scripture being the driving point, you know, Philippians being a key passage in this. Mm-hmm. Uh you read a lot. Is there was there an was there an outside resource that kind of spoke into you in regards to this that would be helpful to people? Uh, as a compliment to whatever what scripture has um, to say, yeah, there are a couple of um, I need to pull the titles out. Um, one of them I talked about just right beforehand, but I think too I've been reading some things. Um, like I said we've done all things Dallas Willard, but um, and Divine Conspiracy was good. I had read that a while ago back and reread that, and and I mean it just it helped put some mindset things in. I think if anything. Um, the idea of of good context and understanding of scripture and the application of it in there. Um, then he did a forward for a book that I mentioned just a few minutes ago. I'll have to look that up. Um, but that was that was one of the texts that for me was was real positive um, in a sense. Um, and then just the normal everyday um, reading that I am uh, I'm, I'm working on and, and going through as well. So the whole idea is. Yeah, As he's staring at a stack curious. of books, you know, can't see. Curious and but, uh, uh, continue to read a stack of books um, from that standpoint. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Maybe put them in the show notes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I think, include them. I think the title of that book was Thinking About Something. I can't remember the back. It was um, Keith Meyer. Um, I think it was um, – let me look it up real quick here, and I can tell you, I believe um, – Play some music while you uh, – uh, <laughs> No. Um, and it's an older book, um, Whole Life – so it's whole life transformation. Um, that was close. Thinking yeah. something. Yeah, that was, and, that was right um, on. <laughs> what was interesting about that book, um, where did it go? Whole life transformation. Um, what's interesting about that um, book was that it's written primarily for pastors. The idea is written in 10, you know, becoming the change your church needs. Um, Dallas Willard did a uh, forward on it. But I love the book from the standpoint of some of the um, some of the challenges that it it, it addressed, um, ministry mask, um, these kind of things. Uh, what does obedience look like? Uh, results in God's kingdom life. I mean, there are just some things uh, about family and friends. Um, he talked about the transformation gap. So I think that was one of the one of the books that it's one that I I well marked and um tabbed, as you know I'm famous for tabs. So um tabbed it well. But but that was another one um too that I thought was pretty pretty powerful. God is in a different denominational bent than we are, but very, very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but Good. And you can also uh, Cool Spring YouTube site has those messages on there uh, yep. for the last couple of weeks, and then the next one, couple ones will be up there too. So you can check it out there. So we'll put that um, in there. Yeah, put all that yep. that in there. So and it's just a continual thinking conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's a daily it's a daily practice and, and process, at least for me. Uh, so good. Appreciate the insight. Hey man, thanks. Always appreciate always you going talk. through the journey so you can tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Look at us. We're getting mentored right here today. I know. It's no. a good tour guide. No. Yeah, thank it's you. Tour thank guide. you. Either, either I know how to handle it or I know it's getting ready to happen. That's I'm, right. I'm not sure which one. So I uh, hope it's been good for you as well. And thank you for listening to the Reimagine Podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, or anywhere you listen, as well as the website, reimaginecast.com. So for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagine Podcast.